0: Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, episode 314, we have the Keto Road himself, Jonathan Shane.
1: I'm not saying you can't have these transition foods. If you find a keto brownie and you want it once a week, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But you have to realize that there's been a problem over the course of the keto era, right? We've seen it kind of blow up. People have talked about sugar being a drug, being addicting. And it is. I'm not saying it's not, but they've isolated it to where it's the only thing that's addicting. And the reality is, is that no, the brownie's not addicting just because it has sugar in it. That's a big part of the dopamine spike and the cortisol resets from the insulin. And because of all the biological processes that go on when you dump that much sugar in the blood, but it's also the smell of the brownie the taste the texture everything about that brownie is addicting and so when you transition from that to a keto brownie and you're eating that you're eating a whole pan of that once a week or you're eating it every night you're not really getting rid of the habits that you are trying to get rid of, and that's why so many people that can't kick the keto treats, they can't kick the the frequency of them, they end up having cheat days, they end up going back, and they can't realize why they can't stick to it for seven days, and it's because even their keto diet is full of these things that bring up these old habits and and, and old thoughts that keep them kind of chained to that old lifestyle.
0: I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today's episode, we go deep with health coach Jonathan Shane. He's going to share his story of pain to purpose to promise, overcoming an eight-year battle with bulimia and body image issues. He can speak from experience about the struggles of finding true health and food freedom. Ever since he has turned his life around, he has devoted his life and experience to help you take control over your health. You're going to hear that really inspiring story. You're going to hear why he believes health is an inside job. The importance of having faith in order to have a mental, physical, and overall health transformation. You have to work inside out, he says, when it comes to losing weight and having more energy. He's going to give you some practical tips to start doing that today. I asked him the question because he is a big believer in the keto diet and he teaches a lot of people how to follow the keto diet. So I asked him, what are some of the most common mistakes people make when trying the keto diet? And his answer is going to surprise you. We also get into his favorite healthy, clean keto products that you could find at your grocery stores. Some things to look out for, red flags when it comes to keto items. Also, if you're having trouble sticking to a keto lifestyle, you you go on track for two weeks, fall off track for a month, go on track, on and off, on and off. He's going to give you a blueprint to overcome that and get sustainable results. He's also going to share some amazing transformation stories. One of his uh, coaches on his team, Amy, and how she lost 200 pounds. Amazing story. He's going to talk about the importance of a, a fitness protocol, building muscle, being active, why you should incorporate that, and how to get started with that, and so much more. You're going to love Jonathan's energy. You're going to love his knowledge. You're going to love his experience. You're going to love his story. He made a bold claim, and he said that the interview we did will be the highest downloaded interview on the KetoCamp podcast. So if you love the interview and you want to help him back up his words, share it with everybody you know, but first listen to it, and then I'll give you that call to action. Before I bring Jonathan on the show for an amazing conversation, I want to say thank you for pressing play today on the Keto Camp podcast. I appreciate you. We're so grateful for you. We're so thankful you continue to show up and listen to the show. We've been releasing two to three episodes every single week. We haven't missed a single week in over two years since we launched the show. So thank you. We appreciate you. If you haven't left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. It really helps the show grow, helps us change more lives, and make a positive impact in this world. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite which is a keto powerhouse is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals. I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code Keto Camp15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out, paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. All right, let's get into the conversation with Jonathan Shane. Jonathan Shane is the owner of Keto Road and they certified FNTP, specializing in the ketogenic diet. You're going to hear soon why he is so passionate about educating people, empowering them, and giving them the tools they need to thrive. I was grateful to share the stage with Jonathan in Orlando last month in August, where we spoke at the Keto Wellness Summit hosted by Erica Bell. And he shared the stage and he rocked that stage and he's going to deliver a powerful message today. So without further ado, here is Jonathan Shane. Jonathan Shane, The Keto Road. Welcome to The Keto Camp Podcast, brother.
1: Yo, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited. We
0: connected, of course, online, but then offline in person recently in Orlando. We both shared the stage. You had an awesome lecture. We hung out the whole weekend in Orlando at The Keto Wellness Summit. And your story is inspirational, and you're doing some great things for the not only keto community, but health community how did you get involved with the health space? What is your journey like?
1: Yeah, so my, my journey started um, when I was 13 years old, I was 220 pounds. Um, At 13, I picked up some emotional eating habits from family members and just, you know, my parents split up when I was very young and just things like that over time, I think in me developed a subconscious feeling of not being in control and my relationship with food and what I ate and what I put in my mouth was something I could control. So emotional eating ensued and then fast forward, I'm 14, I'm 260 pounds, which is quite large for someone that age. Um, You know, I didn't work out. I wasn't muscular. I had a 50 inch waist, right? So this is like almost completely body fat. My doctor looks me in the face and tells me I'm killing myself, which was a huge wake-up call for me. Um, I really needed it and I decided to start losing weight. I did the normal mundane like take all the fat out of your diet lost a bunch of weight I lost like a 100 pounds in a year and a half I lost like I went from 160 I went from 260 to 175. yeah it was it was good in terms of weight loss but back then I didn't understand what I was doing to my hormones. I didn't understand what I was doing to my body. I was destroying it. And so then binge eating tendencies built up because my ghrelin and leptin were all over the place. All these things I did not understand at the time, but I had been socially accepted, right? Speaking from like a holistic health perspective, I had been socially accepted as acceptable now that I'm thin and lean and all that. And so I feared losing that more than, you know, getting my body straight. And so I ended up developing bulimia um, and I suffered from bulimia for almost eight years, it was pretty aggressive at first. Uh, it got, it went from just my cheat meals to every day. I was throwing up at school. I was throwing up at home. It didn't matter. Uh, my parents caught me, and that kind of made it a little bit more embarrassing. But I still found ways to do it. I would throw up in the shower while I was washing my hair. I found all the ways to do it. Um, you know, we could definitely dig into that because there were some dark moments that I I, st- I remember today, and I'm like, man, why why didn't that click in that moment? You know? And then so that was when I was I developed it when I was 15. And then when I was 16, I got saved. Um, I became a Christian when I was 16. And the reason why that's an important part of the story is because until that point, I had no worth or value of my own. Everything that I based my acceptance off of was the reaction of others. And God gave me a sense of worth and value that no human could touch. And so that allowed me to really start to go, okay, I don't need to be doing this to myself. My body has worth and value outside of what i'm looking at and so then it really quieted down but i still struggled with it for a couple of years this whole time i'm like I'm a meathead bodybuilder protein shakes all the pre-workouts you know lifting heavy weights all the fun stuff fast forward till 23 i'm married i'm still occasionally throwing up my wife will like you know no matter how clean i made the toilet it didn't matter she'd find out and it was just like this whole thing well every couple months and then I found the ketogenic diet when I was doing one of my yo-yo phases, because as you know, most people have disordered eating, they kind of like yo-yo, and they have like these, these periods of binges and just whatever, and then periods of extreme dieting. I was doing one of my diet phases, and I found keto, and I tried it, and I felt really good on it. And, and I went about three months on it, and then I cheated, felt terrible, said, I'm going to try it again. Went all the way to Christmas of 2017. I cheated one more time. And then I woke up that morning on Christmas of 2017, and I felt terrible. And all I had was Christmas cookies. That was my cheat. And I was like, "Never again. I'm never going back. I'm done." And I've, I've been done ever since. Um, and I went nine months without uh, relapsing on my bulimia when I started keto. And then in September, September 15th, 2018, I made myself throw up after being on keto for nine months. And it was or it was nine or 13, it was somewhere there, but oh, about a year and it was in that moment that I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is more than just nutrition. I got the nutrition figured out. I got the spirituality figured out. What else am I missing? And that began my my passion for holistic health and realizing that one part is one part of a whole. Um, and that's when everything really started to come together with me with you know, dealing with the physical health and the mental health and everything that goes into being the best version of yourself. And I started speaking out about that. Um, and yeah, so tomorrow will be three years since my last relapse. And, and this is where we are. <laughs>
0: Congratulations. Happy three-year anniversary. That's, that's huge. How important is it to have, and I'm going to use the word faith, but that word could mean many things for different people, right? Maybe somebody's faith is just in a higher general power or the universe, or maybe it's Christianity, or maybe it's God or Jesus. But how important is it to have faith in order to have a, uh, not just mental, but physical and
1: overall health transformation, I think it's huge. I think that humans are powerful creatures that most of us don't realize what we're capable of. We don't realize just how powerful we are as human beings. Our bodies are capable and able to do if we're willing to put them in the best position. But I also think that we are innately broken in terms of moral construct, self-construct, right? It's very hard for us on our own to actually build something that's sustainable long term that's not dependent on temporary circumstance and so a higher power is a is an amazing way to create moral construct and something bigger than yourself that you can lean on that keeps you from leaning on these temporary things that get through day to day, but you have this thing that you live for and that lives for you and that you have this relationship with this thing that guides you through life and it gives you something bigger than yourself to lean on in those times of, of harshness or valleys or you know the valleys of life. Um, so I, I think it's absolutely huge to have a faith in something bigger than yourself. I think it's, uh, we see it all the time, right? Like some of the, the, even like when it comes to science and all of that, right? Like some of the best scientists in the world have faith they have faith of some kind even um uh, einstein had a faith of some kind he was agnostic right and because he understood that that having that bigger thing to guide you to bring up all these amazing things that he found was just super vital and i feel like every human instinctively knows that because even if like you decide not to believe in a higher power you still believe in like human morality like there's something you have to believe in something outside of you or going through life can be quite difficult in my opinion
0: I agree. You know, there's there's a power growing our fingernails, our hair, the guardians out there. So whatever that power you call it is, we respect it. Uh, I believe it's important to have a, a faith, uh, faith and fear both demand for you to believe in something you can't see. Why not choose faith? You you mentioned that a lot of people are uh, essentially the stacks are, are up against us and we're broken in a way and we don't have that higher power power why do you
1: think that that is the case for many people? So I mean this is this is a Christian perspective and this is what I accepted and what changed my life. so I believe it too it is the truth um, in my opinion. So I believe that humans were created in perfection and I believe that due to our decisions of wanting to rule ourselves and not wanting to listen to God, you know you know about the, the, the story of the fruit and the garden, Um, I don't call it an apple. It's a very as a farmer's old wise tale. But the fruit in the garden was a signal of men's pride getting in the way of his relationship with God. And that made us broken. And the thing is, is that if you take dirty water and you pour it into clean water, now you have two cups of dirty water. And so perfection cannot be with imperfection. And so a separation was caused that caused us to have broken. It's Like we started to age. We started to get sick. We started to, we started to have all these issues. And granted, our food and everything, because like the way they ate, even in biblical, if you read the Bible, the way they ate then was way better than the standard American diet now, right? Like we can talk about diet, we can talk about uh, the things they did instinctively when it comes to like grounding, being out in the sun, all the things that they didn't do intentionally, they just did it because it was the way of life played a part into that. But innately, we just we get more and more uh, separated from God as time prolongs. And so I think that that hinders us. And for me, I found that the only way to fix that is to pay the debt that I was owed, which is death, because I sinned against a perfect God. And he sent his son, who lived a perfect life, the life I could never live, right? He was perfect. And he died and paid the penalty that I owed. And I accepted that. And through that exchange, I gave him my sin and he gave me his righteousness. And now I can have a relationship with the perfect God. And that allows me to be more sustained, to have some of the clarity and enlightenment that I do have. I do believe it's through that faith. And it was life-changing. You know, I woke up, I gave my life to Jesus one night and I woke up the next morning and I was a different person. You know, if you decide to use adult language, that's fine. But for me, like I woke up, no one told me cursing was bad and I just did it. My vulgarity just went right out of the window. Like no one told me it was wrong. I had what the Bible was called a changed heart. Like God literally turned me into a new man. I was born again. And that has just sustained me the rest of my life. And I've had my ups and downs, I'm not perfect, but I have a relationship with this God because he sees his son sacrifice through me, not just my own down, uh, my my own fallings.
0: Mm, Beautiful. I I remember listening to Bob Proctor and he was sharing on one of his seminars that about a conversation, this is back in the eighties, uh, there was a, a TV station, there was an interview, kind of a debate. Atheist versus somebody who was very much uh, who believed in God. And the atheist said, the only benefit of believing in a higher power is that you have a lot of holidays and you could take off from work. And the, the person who believed in God said, well, all atheists have uh, one holiday per, per year like all atheists do. And the atheist said, what holiday is that? And the guy goes, April the 1st. <laughs> 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 which is pretty funny. And look, not to you know downplay anybody who's an atheist. We love you either way. But I just thought it was interesting. I believe in God personally. I have a strong faith. And that does help me get through tough times and challenging times. It helps me restore my faith whenever I enter the land of fear. So I do think it's important to find some sort of spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be Christianity. It could be Christianity. That's terrific. I mean, I love how Christianity changed your life and what it did for you and how you speak it so boldly. I wanna take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. PureForm is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about PureForm is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, check them out, order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number 4. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I do believe having some relationship with a higher power is important for a health transformation. We talk a lot about keto and the macros and et cetera and all that, which you do a really good job at, but we need to have conversations like this so we can work from the inside out. So let's talk more about that. Why is it important to work Inside out when it comes to losing weight, when it comes to having more energy, when it comes to reversing insulin resistance and diabetes. Why should we work inside out versus
1: outside in? Because true change starts with identity. That's why. True change starts with identity. People have this really bad habit of it thinking that the outside actions are going to change their heart instead of changing their heart and letting that produce outside action. A lot of people go in reverse, right? And we see this in the, the, you know, I could talk about the Christian church. We see this in, in the health space, right? All these people that come in and they do the, they, they make these outside choices hoping that it somehow changes who they are on the inside. And they get really frustrated when the change on the inside doesn't happen. And when they get put in the wrong circumstance, they go back to old habits. And it's because they didn't change who they were, they just changed what they did. And that's a very temporary decision. And so for me, like I tell people, like we can go like spiritual and they kind of come down. Right. So like when I'm talking to people from church, because like I, I pastor at a church and I talk to some of my congregation members and I tell them, I'm like, look, like if you're just checking boxes, that's a bad sign. That doesn't show a relationship with God that shows that you're doing these things, hoping a relationship kindles when it's no, I have faith in God and that true, pure faith will produce a desire to do these things right? James 2.17, you know, show me your faith without works. I'll show you my faith by my works. So it's this idea of like internal transformation. Same thing with health, right? Like I could do the right diet. I could be as active as possible, all these things, but none of that changed who I was in the center. And so even though I could do things that prolonged my periods of not slipping, with like my bulimia, for example, I always would end up doing it, it put in the right circumstance right? And so I had to realize that, no, okay, I understand I have a God who loves me. I understand that keto helps me prolong this, but there's something wrong. And I realized it was my psyche. I realized that I was not really letting my in, my internal identity be changed. I was still the 15-year-old that I thought everybody hated me, and I had to do what I had to do to maintain a certain level of acceptance. And if I didn't feel like the world accepted me, I did not accept myself. And so I had to turn that, and I had to realize that I had to first, before anything, I had to create an identity where i accepted who i was i loved who i was and when i did that all the things that i was doing on the outside went from things i was doing to try and contain my hate and things that i was doing because i was producing them out of love and when i made that shift that's when long-term success happened so for me like outward in is a temporary fallacy and inward out is what manifests long-term change
0: love that so you are the founder of the Keto Road. You you are mm-hmm. the Keto Road. What is the Keto Road? How did that get started?
1: So I was literally on Instagram. I used to be called, fun fact, I used to be called Keto and Jesus. That was like my first like Keto name when I went Keto. But I was, you know, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to share my life. And I've always been told that life's like a road, right? It's like a marathon. It's And so I was like, okay, so Keto has really impacted my life in this powerful way. And life's like a road. So the Keto Road is essentially started off, essentially as me sharing my life that was based off of a ketogenic foundation. Like that's what the Keto Road stood for and still stands for. I think it's just the company has broadened it to more. No, no. no. So we are, you know, we are agents of change to support people to and help them develop long-term holistic health through a ketogenic diet, right? It's, okay, now what's your keto road? How do you take your life and how do you create a foundation of a ketogenic diet and then build off of that to have the best life you can possibly have?
0: Awesome. Uh, so when we talk about keto, what are some of the most common mistakes you see people make on keto?
1: Hmm. I would say the first one is fasting out of pressure and not doing it off of innate hunger signals and satiation. Meaning I see a lot of people that develop really bad relationships with food, even if they've never had them, because they get caught up in this binge purge cycle of like eating off plant and then going on a seven-week fasting challenge, eating off plan, going on a five-day fasting challenge. And so I see a lot of people that abuse fasting, which sucks because when you stress your body out from not doing that properly, you're putting yourself in the same position that people usually do fasting to try and eradicate because you're still creating that chronic cortisol stress environment. And so I think a lot of people abuse fasting. I think that it should be one of those things that you be ketogenic, and then you just try to eat when the sun's up, right? Like really, I give people really simple rules. And then if that extends to a sixteen eight, it goes to a 24 that goes to an OMAD every now and then you want to do a metabolic Monday and fast for 36 hours. That's great. But you should be listening to your body and letting your body innately guide you on what that should look like. And I just think far too many people abuse it. I would say the second thing is, is way too many people don't eat enough fat. And there's been a big push in the community. Um, You know, the term fat is a lever. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying that you can't turn fat up and down. But the reality is, is that our body knows the difference between body fat and dietary fat. And it will downregulate certain systems, you know, because it's not going to use your body fat to create testosterone. It's riddled with estrogen right? Like there's certain things your body won't do on just body fat alone. And so making sure that people aren't over consuming fat, like we don't want to be doing like 800 calorie bulletproof coffees and not losing weight if, we're, if we have like fat loss goals. But we should be getting it enough to make sure that we're maintaining a good homeostasis as we lose weight. And that's going to allow us to have better metabolic function long term. So I think that's something else too. And then the third one, I think one I'm, I personally think that people shouldn't be tracking net carbs. I think total carbs is the way to go. That's one thing that I see people, a lot of people mess up with. And I kind of imagine it like this, right? Like, you know, I'm going to make a post. I don't know if this is going to go live, but I'm going to make a post on my Instagram um, of me like holding a book, you know, and it's going to be, I have a caption. It's going to be like tracking me, me tracking net carbs. It's kind of like Michael Myers behind me with a knife, sweeteners and fiber are going to be like right behind me. Cause it's like, you know, we get so focused on the calories, like, For me, net carbs is just people trying to chase calories in, calories out. And the reality is is that if we look at this from a gut microbiome perspective, we look at this from an endocrine perspective, we look at this from an inflammatory perspective, sugar, alcohols, and fibers in excess when they're not being controlled can wreak havoc and they can indirectly affect metabolic processes. Someone's drinking, eating way too much erythritol, causing gut issues. And that's causing serotonin level dysfunction, all those kinds of things. Like, why am I not in a good mood? Why am I not losing weight like I should on keto? You know, all these things that are happening. And they don't realize it's because they're over consuming these things because they're not controlling for them. So I would say for me, those are the three big things I see people mess up on that I change immediately when they start working with me.
0: Great, great three tips. A few years ago, I used to I used to say, Yeah, net carbs are fine, just subtract the fiber, et cetera. I've since changed my stance similar to you. I think total carbs keeps things more transparent. And in the beginning, I I have a high emphasis on increasing those those dietary fats. So I I love those shares. What do you do? Because you have a lot of videos on your TikTok channel and on your Instagram and YouTube, et cetera. Somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, I don't know how to shop keto at the grocery store. How do you kind of coach them to navigate the keto, the shopping store, the grocery store and navigate keto products? Because we know that there's a lot of keto products out there that have inflammatory ingredients. So how do you coach them and teach them how to shop at the grocery store for healthy keto products?
1: Yeah, so one of the one of the really simple rules I'll give people just to get them started, as I, as I say, start on the outer aisles, never walk the aisles. Start on the outer part of the store and then don't eat anything that's white. If you avoid everything that's white and you only shop on the outside of the store, 99% of what you're going to eat is going to be keto-friendly, right? Meats, green veggies, you know, colored vegetables, things like that. But you're gonna, you're you're gonna miss out on cauliflower at first, if you follow that simple guideline. But you know, (laughs) potatoes won't be part of the option, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So like, simple rules like that, I find can go a really long way to helping people because you don't realize how many people are like, Oh, I usually go through the meat section after I stroll through like the little Debbie section, right? Like, they just shop through the aisles, they don't really like, look around it. And you know, and you know how it is Like, the grocery store is marketed that way. It's marketed To make us want the more attractive things first and you have to walk you the farthest part away from the store is the meat section like let's just think about that for a second like i have to walk almost half a football field to go get steak right but the twinkies are at the cash out you know at the checkout that's that's insane so that's a real simple rule i give people um another thing that i tell people to watch out for is seed oil seed oils like you should not be eating soybean oil canola oil peanut oil, uh, sunflower oil. I have, I have a mixed feelings about high oleic sunflower oil, but I definitely tell them sunflower oil, uh, refined sunflower oil, canola oil, soybean oil. You see any of those on a bottle run away. If it just says sugar, even if it says organic sugar run away, maltodextrin, dextrose, right. We talk about those different kinds of sweeteners and the way that they kind of replace the word with sweetener. And then I also tell them to look at the total carbs, right? Because if they buy, like I was saying the other day, if you buy a product, Right, that's like, you know, keto Nutella, but it has more total carbs than normal Nutella, but it's got 20 grams of erythritol per a tablespoon. So it's like, oh, this is keto friendly. I do not think that's a friendly product. I think that maybe on Thanksgiving, if you want that over like some keto thing, because you know, it's your like your occasional treat or whatever, that's fine. But like that's not something that you should have all the time. So we kind of talk about like, you know, to look out the look out for the abundance of sugar alcohols, put in products from major manufacturers that are just trying to make money off of the keto trend. We talk about avoiding a lot of keto breads due to the wheat and wheat gluten in them. So things like that would be some of the things that I walk through with a client in terms of ingredients and what to look out for.
0: Yeah, it's so important for those taking notes here and and listening, whether you're new to keto or not, you you could benefit from these tips. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit, and consultation And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results, Hair is the best identifier. And you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp Podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. Something else that I'll add to what you just mentioned is excess of almonds, almonds, almond flour, almond this. I'm not against almonds or almond flour. I think it's a better alternative than to wheat or white flour but a lot of people just overdo it with these keto desserts and these uh, keto baked goods products and keto bars and uh, almond milk, et cetera. And that could be inflammatory. Have you seen the same thing with people overdoing it with almonds?
1: Yeah. So phytic acid is a big anti-nutrient that I talk about a lot. Um, It's definitely something that I think that should be watched. And I don't come at it from that angle. For me, I do it more indirectly So because I work with a lot of people that have disordered eating habits. And I always tell them, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying you can't have these transition foods. Like if you find a keto brownie and you want it once a week, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But you have to realize that there's been a problem over the course of the keto era, right? We've seen it kind of blow up. People have talked about sugar being a drug, being addicting. And it is. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not, but they've isolated it to where it's the only thing that's addicting. And the reality is, is that no, the brownie is not addicting just because it has sugar in it. That's a big part of the dopamine spike and the cortisol resets from the insulin. And because talk about all the biological processes that go on when you dump that much sugar in the blood, but it's also the smell of the brownie, the taste, the texture, everything about that brownie is addicting. And so when you transition from that to a keto brownie and you're eating that, you're eating a whole pan of that once a week, or you're eating it every night, you're not really getting rid of the habits you are trying to get rid of, it. and that's why so many people that can't kick the keto treats, they can't kick the the frequency of them. They end up having cheat days. They end up going back, and they can't realize why they can't stick to it for seven days. And it's because even their keto diet is full of these things that bring up these old habits and bat and, you know, and old thoughts that keep them kind of chained to that old lifestyle. And you know, I don't know if you've ever read Atomic Habits, but a big part of developing new habits is developing new environments. So you want to get rid of being addicted to brownies, get them out of your house, keto or otherwise. They shouldn't be there. And I found that through doing that, much more of a whole food ketogenic diet comes into play. And I see a lot of removal of like nuts and almond flowers and things like that. And they're very much more of like what I would call a 90-10 rule. They're much more of the 10% rather than the 90%.
0: So if somebody listening falls into that category that you were explaining. They're good for 2 or 3 weeks, strict keto, clean keto, whole foods keto, and then they just fall off the rails for a month and then they're good for 3 weeks and then they fall off for a month. How do you put an end to that cycle? What would you what would be your advice for them?
1: So, I think first you need to start internal and then work external, right? So, I'm not going to give you a bunch of rules right off the bat because that's not going to do anything. It's just going to create a temporary fix. So first, you need to work internally. So my big thing I always ask people is, what's your why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, are you doing this just to lose weight? And everybody says yes, but even people that just want to lose weight, it's always more than that. Well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I want to be healthy. Well, why do you want to be healthy? Because I have kids. Why does it matter that you're healthy and you have kids? Because I want to be around for a long time. Why does that matter? Because I want to see my grandkids. Well, why does that matter? Because I want to be able to run around with them and be a good grandpa and be a good great grandpa, you know. And you know, and you finally boil down to this why of like, my life is worth something to people that I have that haven't even been born yet, and I have to make sure I can do everything I can to be there for them. And when you develop that kind of like, you know, kind of sits in your gut why, now that's real discipline because it's not about you know what I can try again next week. Every you know everybody dusts off that old program during the spring to get ready for summer right like it, it's normal you know it's common i should say just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal oh it, it's common right um that's no big deal but like the reality is is that that's not normal you, you should be able to maintain a healthy weight in a healthy diet 90 percent of the time and you should be able to maintain a, a healthy body composition yearly in my opinion and i feel like a lot of people just don't know how to do that because they don't have good whys they don't really dig deep enough. They don't take time to think because we live in a society that even, even in the ketogenic space, it can be very superficial. It's all about the extreme body weight loss and the extreme body weight composition. And I'm not saying that people that have lost hundreds of pounds aren't amazing. You know, I know quite a few and they're awesome human beings, but they maintain that weight loss not because they lost it, but because they changed their identity and they have a deeper reason for wanting to sustain what they lost, right? Right. And so I think finding the real reason why you're doing it and having that written down somewhere is huge. So that's the first conversation I would have with them. The second conversation I would have with them is working on things outside of just diet, like how's your stress life management? How are you like making sure they realize that food is not the only option, or at least making them recognize creating that self awareness, right? Recognizing that they do go to food for comfort, and then how can we address this with better, healthier life stress management tactics? Going for walks, breathing techniques—you know, kind of working on that mental reaction aspect of their health. And then once those two things are done, then we talk about the diet. Normally, my client, like clients come to me or someone comes to me, I give them a food list. I'm like, listen, now that you have all this figured out. Your job is for the next 30 days, you don't eat out of this food list, and you eat what's on this food list, and you stick to it, and it's a huge food list. It's on my website, keto.com. You go to what is keto and the whole food list is there. But the point of it is, is that by the end of it, they've gone 30 days on nothing but things that are grown from the ground. They've really established a good relationship or at least the a, a, a start to a good relationship with whole food. And I think, you know, the spiritual aspect of it, that deeper why, the mental aspect of it, and then that dietary aspect of it coming together really help people get on track, right? That whole idea of holistic health.
0: Uh, great advice. I'm a big fan of getting clear on your why. And like you said, it's not as superficial as I want to lose 100 pounds. Great goal, but that's not your why. Why do you want to lose 100 pounds? To Jonathan's point, is it because you don't have energy for your family. You go on vacation, you're complaining all the time, and it's creating relationship problems, problems with your kids. You just don't have the energy to be there for your kids, and you're worried about that. That's a strong why. And once you have determined your why, like Jonathan just, sh- just shared, write it down, keep it in front of you, put it on a Post-it note, keep it on your bathroom mirror, maybe in your refrigerator. Get clear on that why make sure the foundations of health are secure, sleep, stress, et cetera. And then at that point, you're ready to stick to those dietary changes. So I think that's a great three-prong approach. And we'll put your website, theketoroad.com. We'll put it in the notes of this podcast. What is keto is what you were referring to. That's, that's the guide. You've mentioned that you know a few people who have achieved extraordinary, uh, I wouldn't even say a few people, a lot of people that have achieved extraordinary results with keto. I met one of them. She's a coach on your team, Amy. I met her in Orlando. Share Amy's story, maybe some other inspirational stories on what keto, done the right way, can do to transform somebody's health.
1: Yeah. So Amy, Amy is an amazing human being. So she started off. I don't believe her. Her starting. I don't want to missay this. This. I know that she's lost 190 pounds from where she's at now. You know, she started as a as a heavier set woman. You know, very overweight. And what I love about her, though, is not not just that she lost that weight, because that's a great feat, right? Like losing 200 pounds is crazy, right? The most I've ever lost is 100, and that was so hard. I couldn't even imagine, especially later in life. You know, because you have, but you, know, you have to develop new habits. You have to do things that you, you know, that you have to do the opposite of things that have been ingrained in your brain for decades. You know, but it's her, it's her mindset. Like she. She's a thinker, and she thinks deep. And her ability to shift her identity into who she knows she's becoming was probably the most one of the most powerful things I've ever seen with somebody, right? And before she coached for me, she was my client, um, and I didn't help her lose all the weight. She met me about uh, we, we lost about fifty pounds working together, and to watch her, you know, push herself and take more steps every day and go for the walks and meet herself where she was at, but be willing to chase the better version of herself on the other side of that workout or the other side of that walk or the other side of that day of eating. That was super powerful. And I feel like that's what makes her breaks a long-term health change. Like that kind of stuff is what radiates. And that's my favorite, one of my most favorite things about that woman. And she's just an amazing powerful mind. The second story would be another one of my coaches. You can see I, I tend to hire people that, that inspire me. Mike Gorman, Gormy Goes Keto. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, I know Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike's a good dude. So he has lost and gained. So he lost 200, 300 pounds. He gained it all back over the course of six months. And then he's lost it again and kept it off. I was honored to coach him through the last 93 pounds of his second time. And He'll tell you he's very passionate about the mindset and the identity change because he realized that that was the missing link. Like if you hear him talk, like one of the biggest switches, and I, I want to, I'm never going to be able to do the man's story justice because it's just crazy. You have to hear it from him. But you know the biggest change between the first bout of weight loss, the first 300 pounds, and the second was who he was to himself, his mind, the way he. The, the the working on food. One of the biggest things we did was we worked on his mindset. Like he came to me and I said, I remember the first call we had with each other. I was in a two thousand seven Acura two door. You know, I was still doing a full time job. I wasn't coaching full time. He was my first client ever, and I'm in the parking lot and we're on the phone. And I go, listen, bro. One of the biggest things we're gonna do is we're gonna get you to see food no longer as fun, but fuel that can be enjoyed. And that for someone that struggles with eating is an identity switch, man. And that's what we did. That's what we did. And he has just maintained that. And, you know, and his story is inspiring. So those are probably be like the two, like, that I'm just like, whoa, and so much whoa, that they work for me now. You know, there's amazing human beings. Um, And yeah, they're amazing coaches too. Just amazing humans. Ah,
0: yeah, So inspiring. Uh, I love that. So inspirational. Anybody can do it. Anybody can really do it. Innercise before you exercise and get the right coach. One of the most common questions I've been asked over the years is, can I have green juice on the ketogenic diet? My answer was always, "Uh, probably not. Most juices out there don't really source the right vegetables and it creates a glucose spike, which will knock you out of ketosis. It wasn't until recently that I discovered Farmer's Juice. Now, Farmer's Juice delivers keto-friendly juices that are organic, delicious, and full of functional ingredients. Most juices out there are not good. They have more sugar than a can of soda. They use low-quality produce from industrial farms, and they cost like $12 a bottle, which just make you hungrier than before and knock you out of ketosis. Green juice is a good concept, but the execution has been flawed. That's why I'm super excited to share with you the world's first keto-friendly functional green juice line called Farmer's Juice. Farmer's Juice was founded by my friend Junaid, who was on the Keto Camp podcast, and they focus on regenerative farming, which is the main reason why I love them. But if you look at their ingredients, high quality, they have focus greens, performance greens, digestive greens, peaceful greens, green athletics, and other flavors. And I've tested with a CGM. I've tested with my Keto Mojo. It does not kick you out of ketosis. Each Farmer's Juice bottle has one to one and a half pounds of organic produce like cucumber, romaine, lettuce, celery, basil, mint, fennel, purple cabbage, ginger, turmeric, cilantro, and more. That's enough produce to give your diet a serious upgrade and to reduce inflammation, burn fat, and feel like a keto rock star. I love this company so much that they are officially a sponsor of the Keto Camp Podcast. I encourage you to go to thefarmersjuice.com to check out their amazing green juices. I am personally on a monthly subscription and I'm about to get my mom on a monthly subscription. She just doesn't know yet. I'm gonna surprise her with it. So head to thefarmersjuice.com, learn more about it, add into your cart. They also have delicious shots that could upgrade your immune system instantaneously. We will also drop a link down below in the podcast notes. Head to thefarmersjuice.com. And use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for $10 off your order. That is thefarmersjuice.com, coupon code KETOCAMP, no space in between, camp with a K. You mentioned movement uh, with Amy's story, working out, walking, etc. I believe movement's important. So how how important is it to incorporate a fitness protocol? And what does that look like for somebody who's just getting started with keto and fitness?
1: I think it's super important. Now, a lot of people will tell you, you can lose weight without exercise. And you can. I'm not doubting that. If you go on keto, uh, I know plenty of people that have done it. You go on keto, metabolically and hormonally, you're putting yourself in a position to lose weight. You know, your body's going to start working better. You're going to be working more efficient. All the science that we know that works well with the QJ diet. So you don't need it to lose weight. However, in my opinion, physical activity is one of the one of the three big pillars for long-term success for a couple of reasons. One, your body just needs to be physically active. Our, we talk all the, all the time about how much our ancestors ate and what they ate, but we never talk about how much they moved right? Like where they'd walk 10, 15 miles a day, man. Like they were manual laborers. Like I always tell one of my friends the other day, I was like, man, like if we ever end up going in some kind of like medieval setting, cause we can't like, you know, function so many people are just going to die. Like, because they, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle what was normal 250 years ago. That's the crazy part. And the, whether you're a creationist or, you know, you believe the earth is like 8,000 years old or you're an evolutionist, it doesn't matter. 250 years is nothing. It's a blip. It's a blip on this map. And a lot of people couldn't maintain what our ancestors did every day for their entire lives. And it's because we don't emphasize movement. Like, movement is so important. And so, for me, it's absolutely crucial in a long term, holistic, healthy life. You know, being able to lift weights, have healthy joints, bone density is very much stimulated by compound movements in the gym and doing manual labor, very much so you know, you don't want to get muscle atrophy, right? Like you want to maintain healthy muscle tendon and ligament tissue. All of that comes through resistance training. It comes through moving. It comes through making your body do things because your body responds to stimulus, right? That's how it gets better. If you never stimulate that thing, it doesn't feel like it really needs it. And so it doesn't pay much attention to it. So you've got to move. That being said, what if you're 500 pounds and you can't move yet? there's other ways around that. The biggest thing I see is people making excuses. And and I don't mean that to be harsh. I don't mean excuses as in like, I want you to go run a mile and you're like, I can't even walk five feet. And I go, you're making excuses. That's not what I mean. I mean that if you really want it, you will find ways to move outside of what you can and cannot do. So like, if you can't walk, pick up some books, do some curls, you know, lift it over. And To you, that seems so odd, but it's better than nothing. I tell people all the time, like, you know, when they don't have good time management, they're like, or, you know, they just don't have the time in general. I'm like, they're like, I only got 20 minutes at the gym. And I'm like, 20 minutes going as hard as you can is better than nothing. And to give up physical activity just because you don't feel like you're given enough time. And so you don't do anything altogether, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I feel like that's no different than somebody that's just starting, right? Like, yeah, okay, you can't do 10,000 steps a day, but you can do 500. You can do 500 you can lift up some heavy books you can get some resistance bands put them under your feet and do some curls and some overhead presses you can move if you want to um and so i think it's important it's like what i said at at my talk um in orlando right like you know meet yourself where you're at but also challenge yourself i think if those two have a healthy relationship you're gonna progress the way you need to
0: I love it. I agree. 100%. Movement. Find a way. Find a way to just get a little bit better each day, whether that means lifting up a book 10 times over your head or you actually go to the gym and start working out. Get to where you need to get to based off your activity level and just do a little bit better today than you did yesterday. Do a little bit better tomorrow than you did today. And Habit Stack, Atomic Habits talks about that. So does the book Tiny Habits. Habit Stack, master one thing, move on to the next one. It doesn't have to be go big or go home. I'm all for having big goals, but it's those small little tweaks, little keys uh, unlock the big doors. So final thing I want to ask you, Jonathan, what would be the message you want to deliver to the keto campers listening? A lot of people might be dealing with a symptom, insulin resistance, diabetes, being overweight. They might be stressed out at work. They might be stressed out because of what's happening in the landscape of this world. But what would be a a message that you want to deliver to them to help them understand how incredible their body is and how their body could heal? What would you say to them?
1: Realize that there's not a finish line. And what I mean by that is, if we're going to say there is one, it's going to be when we die, right? But until that point, realize that this is a continual race, right? And because of that, it's it's not going to be perfect. You are not perfect. And it's okay that you're not perfect because if you are perfect, that means there's no room to get better. But thanks be to God, you are imperfect and you have the span to get better every single day and realize that the finish line is not tomorrow when you hit your goal weight. It's not next week when you hit your goal weight. It's not the Wednesday that you, you know, that you hit that PR in the gym. Those are amazing breaks in the race. But that does not mean the race is over. And if you hang out too long at those breaks, you never really get to grow with the rest of the runners. And I'm an endurance athlete. So I love those analogies. So like, realize that there is no finish line until you die. And so continue to get better. Realize that the things going on in the world right now, all you can do is control your pace. You only can control your response to your environment. You can't control your environment. Something I think about a lot, I have a little girl, she's six months old, Haley. You know, I can't control how she, what she does. She is going to do what Haley wants to do. I can pick her up, but am I really controlling her? No, I'm controlling my response to her crying and then she's responding to me picking her up. I'm not controlling her at all in reality. We're just both controlling our responses to our environment, right? And the minute you're able to think like that and realize that I'm only in control of my response and what I need to do is respond in the way that makes me a better person tomorrow, which means putting one foot forward today, that's when you're going to start seeing your life change.
0: Hmm. Great message, Jonathan. My friend Heather Torres from Think Media always says, your race, your pace. That's exactly what you just said. So besides theketoroad.com, which is your website where else can they go check you out
1: literally anything at the keto road uh tiktok at the keto road uh instagram at the keto road clubhouse at the keto road facebook slash the keto road my email the keto road at gmail.com so anywhere the keto road google you can keto road and i'll pop up i found that out yeah it's of cool <laughs> uh, so yeah literally anything the keto road and, and i'll be there
0: We'll put everything down below. We have Rachel, who will put that all together for you in the podcast notes. So go check out Jonathan. Jonathan, you're a rock star. You are bright light in this world. You got amazing attitude, uh, amazing enthusiasm. Those are two traits that I love in a human being, by the way. Look, I'm all for having knowledge and experience like you do, clearly. But it's not common. It's very uncommon to have somebody with amazing attitude, with an amazing attitude, enthusiasm, joy, zest, et cetera. And when I see that in somebody, it resonates with me because I think those two traits will get you through any period of your time and put you ahead of the curve of anybody else and help you become more successful than anybody else. Having a whole bunch of knowledge and talent is great, but that's never enough. What is enough? is having that energy, having that enthusiasm, having that attitude. and I see that with you. I feel that with you, I hear that with you and I think the audience did as well. So doing awesome work, keep educating the masses. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Jonathan said this is going to be the most downloaded podcast that we've done on Keto camp. So share this with everybody and I want to say thank you, Jonathan for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me on and you know I'd love to come back and I enjoy talking with you very much so.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jonathan Shane. Like you said, he believes this is going to be the most downloaded episode. And you know what? It should be. It was awesome. So go share it with somebody. Copy the link. Put it in a text message. Share it with somebody today. Take a screenshot. Post it on your social media. Tag us both. Check out all of his links. All of his resources can be found in the notes of this podcast. We have his website, his social media, his email, his email. Uh, The Road Podcast, we have a lot of the information we mentioned, along with timestamps and notes based off of this conversation. So check that out in the notes down below. If you got any value from the conversation, I would love it if you left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really will help. So thank you in advance if you go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one.